Hey, and thanks for joining us again for Digging Deeper. In our message on Easter Sunday, we looked at Psalm 24 and, and looked at that as a prophetic psalm of Jesus' uh, entry, his entry into heaven, his overcoming death, his, his return to, to heaven as the conquering Messiah and Savior. And um, we talked about, you know, just the general structure of psalms in general is a three-part structure. It's the structure of remembering, it's the structure of rest, and it's a structure of joy. And, and so just about every psalm is set up with sections that, that have a section of remembering who God is and what He's done, has a section of inviting us into rest in God, and then has a section of joy in God. So I want to read um, Psalm 24 again for you right now. I invite you to take out your Bibles and kind of follow along or read along. I'm reading from the ESV in case uh, you have a different translation and some things sound a little off. So in verse 1 and 2, it says this, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has found it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. So hopefully you can see that, that David in this psalm here is remembering what God has done. He's remembering who God is. He's remembering God's authority as creator. He's remembering God's power as the one has, who has established the earth itself. He's remembering God's sovereignty over all who dwell in the earth. Um, that first line there, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This is the the section of remembering in Psalm 24. It's David calling his readers, his listeners, the, well, what would have been the singers of this song. He's calling them to, first and foremost, proclaim who God is. Remember that. Don't let anything else come out of your mouth until you remember exactly who God is. And then in verse 3 through 6, he gets into this section of rest. So who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob." Do you see the rest in there? Who will ascend to the hill of the Lord? Well, what's the hill of the Lord? It's, it's um, a metaphor for Zion. It's a metaphor for God's presence. It's where the temple was built. It's a place of rest. It's a place where we can come and be in God's presence, be brought into God's presence. And we talked about that Sunday in the message, how this section of Psalm 24, verses 3 through 6, is God moving us into His presence. And so in this liturgy that Psalm 24 is of entering into, this is the part where the liturgy is about entering into God's presence. And so the question, who shall ascend? Who can stand? Well, that's a question of who can come into God's presence, be brought into God's presence by God himself, who has authority, we'll go back to verse 1 and 2, if you remember, we ha who has authority as the Creator. He's the only one who has the power to bring anybody into His presence where rest is. And so these, these uh, verses here, 3 through 6, are those verses of rest in the structure of a psalm, of a normal psalm. Where do we find rest? We find rest in the presence of God. We find rest when God brings us into His presence. 
And that's the, the middle part of this psalm is all about, as we talked about Sunday, God bringing us into his presence. So the question, who shall ascend and who can stand? Well, that question, as we talked about again in our message on Easter Sunday, is answered in the person of Jesus. So who can ascend to the hill of God? Who can stand in the holy place? One can, Jesus can. And he's the only one. And so this psalm, as a prophetic psalm, as a psalm of Jesus' entry back into heaven, is a psalm that reminds us that if we desire to ascend to the hill of the Lord, if we want to stand in his holy place, there's only one way to get there, and that's through Christ. And in that presence of God, when we are in God's presence, we find rest. So, so hopefully you're starting to see how the structure, the traditional structure of a psalm, remember, rest, and joy, is woven into prophetic verses that speak of Jesus, that speak of what Jesus came to do, who he came from, what he came to do, and what he's offering us. And so in this section, this, this rest section, the only place to find rest in God is through Christ. And so then we get to this last portion. I do want to point out one other thing. There's a word at the end of verse 6. It's the Hebrew word selah. And I'm going to tell you what it means. I don't know. Nobody really knows what it means for sure. We assume it was actually language for a musician. Like you would have a, a rest symbol on a sheet of music or in, in a in a uh, song or you're, you're playing along on an instrument or on a piano and there's a rest in the music itself, in the bars. And, and that's what we think this word probably was. So I found it interesting that this, first, this word first appears right after the section, uh, verses three through six, that traditionally in the structure of a psalm would have been the section about rest. And then we get to verse seven and that's the, the last part which is the section in a psalm that traditionally would have been about joy. And so, listen to this starting in verse 7. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Doesn't that in and of itself sound like an invitation to joy, a celebration? Doesn't it sound like something that is people are, are, has people screaming and shouting with joy, with ecstasy? with exaltation. And then it goes into verse 8. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates. Exclamation points throughout this. An exclamation point is an exclamation of excitement, of joy. And lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Again, the psalm closes with an exclamation point, which tends to or can speak to joy. It certainly speaks to excitement. And then that word selah, which probably reminds us of rest. And so this last section of the psalm, this section of joy, is actually, like we talked about Sunday, the section of God coming into our presence. So the first part, remember who God is. He is the creator. He has power over all. The second part, the rest section of this psalm is God will bring you rest by bringing you into his presence. And then the third section of this psalm, the joy section, is God will bring joy to you by coming into your presence. So we have remembering who God is, the creator of all. We've got Genesis in the first section of this psalm. And then we've got heaven. 
We've got revelation in the second section of this psalm. Where's your rest? Your rest is when you ascend to the hill of the Lord, when you stand in his holy place. And then we've got the joy of the incarnation in the last section of this psalm. So that structure of psalms, remembering who God is, rest and joy are all in this psalm. And that's really the totality of scripture in one psalm. God made us. He is the creator of all. We remember that. He invites us into rest. We mess it up. We say, no, we don't want to rest. We want to strive. So we're going to eat from the tree that you told us not to eat. And then he comes and incarnates joy for us. And we can live in that joy through Christ. And ultimately it culminates with him bringing us back into his rest, into his presence. So those are the, the three kind of movements in this psalm. Here's what I want to invite you into, maybe a good starting point in your group time, in your discussion time. Maybe take a minute and go into your own heart, your own life a little bit, and share with each other, what are the things that God has done in your life that you need to remember? The things that maybe you stepped over too quickly, the things that, that maybe you, you get satisfied and comfortable with these things He's done. And you step right over them and you don't recall them and you don't kind of write a psalm of your own life. You don't in the times of difficulty and anxiety and fear and discomfort and confusion. You don't start with Psalm 24, 1 and 2. You, you, you don't go to a place of remembering. You don't find the time to go, but I know the Lord owns the earth and he has everything that's in it. I'm his and he has done this and this and this for me. So maybe, maybe talk about how you can better go into a place of remembering in your own life. Maybe explore the possibility of finding the rest that God's inviting you into when he brings you into his presence and finding a taste of that here. How can you find that rest here? Maybe you read through Psalm 24, 3 through 6 and, and glean some hints of finding a taste of that rest that you'll have in God's presence here now. And then maybe a, a good question to ask is, where's my joy? Do I find joy in the presence of Christ as man, fully God, but as man in my life? Do I find joy in the incarnation, in the fact that He came into my life, the same life I lived, He lived, but He lived it with a quality that's eternal, that's a kingdom life here now, not with a quality that's um, rooted in anxiety and fear of what may come next. And so I want to invite you into maybe opening up your heart a little bit more, your, your soul a little bit more in your group. And talk about those things. What do I need to remember of God when I'm, when I'm in a pinch, when I'm struggling? What's the rest that He's inviting me into? And, and how can I find greater joy in His presence? So I hope that's helpful. Let me pray for you, and then we'll send you off for a great time of discussion. Father, we're so thankful that You've given us all the capacity to do this. You've given us all the capacity to do the very thing that You invited the writers of Psalms to do which is to remember who you are, to rest in that truth and knowledge of who you are, and to find joy in your presence with us. And so God, open our hearts and our minds and, and our souls to that in a deeper way than we've ever felt before through this time of conversation and discussion and drawing closer to each other in you. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>